Hello, everyone. Welcome to the No Score Review Show. Um, today, we are going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 1. Not The Last of Us from 2013. Not The Last of Us from... Uh, when was it? 2016? 2015? wasn't it? Not the remaster. 2014. Whatever. Yeah, All relative. Like uh, we're talking about the remake that just came out uh, last week, as of the time of recording. The one I haven't played yet. The one, <laughs> the one Matt hasn't played yet. Matt is joining me today, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, Matt, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Nice. Good stuff. And also joining me this week is Cole, my other good hello. friend. Cole, you have played The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, I've got about, well, a little under halfway, I guess. I'm in Pittsburgh, so yeah, it's been going good. Perfect. Um, and I have beaten it as of the time of recording. I plowed through it this past weekend uh, to get it all ready for uh, the gaming channel, No Score Plays. Uh, so that will be coming out um, kind of before and after this episode goes up. Um, but yeah, we're going to review uh, The Last of Us Part 1 today. Um, so uh, maybe just as a little bit of an intro, uh, each of you guys want to kind of give like a little bit of history and background on your relationship with the game uh, when you like first played it, what your general thoughts are, um, what your... Uh, kind of expectations were going into it when this was announced and everything. Um, Cole, we can start with you. Sure, yeah. Um, I played The Last of Us Remastered. I never played the PS3 version. I still haven't because there's not really any point of going back now. But I didn't have a PS3 at that point. I had an Xbox 360 and I I knew that I was going to be a PS4 guy moving forward. So that was like what came out a couple months after the ps4 came out like six months or something like that so i bought Mm -hmm. that right away i think i beat it in a in a weekend and then i played it like two or three more times right through again just because i was like well i need to get most of the trophies and play some multiplayer (laughs) and all that so yeah i've played the shit out of this game i've probably beat it this is probably gonna be my seventh time i think maybe eight i don't know too too many times Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite game of all time. So, I mean, I, I've played it. I know yeah. most things about it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, and I guess, you know, expectations. I wasn't expecting, like, a whole lot. I mean, and I, and I do think it looks really great. But, I mean, if you've played Remastered, I don't think it's, like, a, you're not missing out on a whole bunch, especially at 100 bucks. But, I mean, it's my yeah. favorite game. So, of course, I was going to buy it. But, you know, I, yeah. if it's... I, yeah, I don't know. Hundred bucks is pretty steep for this this kind of a a remaster. I guess it's not technically a remaster; it's a remake. But I don't know. I I, I am having a lot Wait, of fun. It was a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's ninety bucks, and then the yeah. ten bucks uh, tax on top of it. So yeah. it's uh, you're hitting oh, triple digits if oh you God. want to play this game right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, or you could just you know pick up remaster for like. 10 bucks so i mean <laughs> i'm sure well, we'll I talk think about the that remaster is part of the play yeah we'll get more into pricing and stuff later yeah. but like the remaster is part of the playstation plus collection i believe so you if it you is, have yeah. playstation plus you technically can play it for free free so, yeah um but yeah we'll get into that more later uh cole did you play like a lot of the multiplayer when it was first kind of yeah I, at all? I played or i guess it was like because you played the remaster right yeah so i i beat the game like i said like two or three times in a row and then i played multiplayer for probably about a month 
and I really loved it, but then something else had came up by that point. I was like, well, I'm not going to just keep playing multiplayer. And then we started playing again a couple of years ago, and we haven't really played since because we just get our ass kicked no, every no. single no, match. We learned but... our lesson. Do not, <laughs> do not even. Attempt. People just play that a hundred times and they just keep playing it over and over. But yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's not even, it wasn't even an issue of people. It wasn't like call of duty games where like the more age uh, that comes with those games, there's like yeah. more hackers and modders and everything. It was just people that were really fucking good at the game. They know where to go in the map, where you were spawning all yeah. the time and just be waiting for you. Yeah, it was so if, yeah, jumping Insane. into that multiplayer, like I'm kind of glad they didn't include it in the, in the remake just because, yeah, I don't know if, if people are going to jump into that again, I mean, it's not even going to be fair to people who are picking up this game for the first time at this point of its life. <laughs> right. So especially it being such a carbon copy, pretty much oh, yeah. gameplay it, wise, it would be the, the exact same, right? It's not like, it's not yeah. like part two where there's a lot different things you can learn and people have a learning curve. This one would just be like, you're playing the exact same game with better graphics and that's about it. So yeah. good luck. Yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, Matt. You want to kind of go into your uh, history uh, with the game? Well, for me, it, it's a very uh, different history, I guess. Uh, for one, because I haven't played part one as it is now. I've played the remaster, yeah, which I actually only played for the first time uh, two years ago. Because cool. I was also like, uh, I was a Halo kid growing up. So I also always nice. had Xbox. Now you're talking my uh, language. <laughs> <laughs> but then when uh, when The Last of Us Part 2 came out, I was like, okay, I got to fucking play this one. So I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro specifically so that I could play the game. And then I got the remaster for 20 bucks and uh, played through that whole thing in a weekend and loved it. And then um, dove right into part two, like the next day. So I got to experience all of The Last of Us really as as one full back-to-back experience, which I think definitely influenced how I feel about both of the games. Very Um, cool. Because I didn't have that long time where a lot of people would sit on the first game waiting. Because it was, what, like, um, yeah, six or so years that was between them? Seven years, yeah. So... So there was a lot of time to, you know, to, to let it simmer and mm-hmm. for the fans. Uh, but for me, it was just like, I, I had so many expectations, obviously, going into it, because there's this big mythos that's kind of built up around this game. Uh, yeah. And like, it's it, become it, this critically acclaimed, iconic, yeah. one of the best yeah. games of all time, <laughs> right? Like, for sure. Yeah. And like you, it's one of those things where like you or like the like apocalypse now or the godfather where you like you hear so much about these movies and you're like how is this possibly going to live up to expectations when i finally totally. watch it but then you you do and it does yeah and i, yeah. I felt that way about the last of us for sure and um it's now up there for favorite series favorite game uh i personally liked part two more than the first game which I know can be a hard brave, brave words. People. people are going to come. Brave words, I, know. That one. I, I will. I will say <laughs> the last of us part two, one of my favorite video games of all time. And I think yep. it's a magnificent piece of art that will be studied in the future. And I think it's a very critical point in games where it's, we're seeing a transition from these just being seen as video games and like 
seeing the potential of true pieces of art that this medium can produce. Totally. I totally agree there. That's awesome. Did you, so, sorry, did you say you kind of got into the first one because you had, because you kind of got into it around the time part two was coming out and that's what piqued your interest? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause, uh, I just, Very cool. for a while, I like, since I, you know, I was a child, I wasn't going to be like, Oh, I'm going to buy a PlayStation cause I already had an Xbox at the time. Right. Uh, but now I was like, you know what? I ha- I'm old enough to have some money to burn. All of my like coworkers are playing this game and they're talking about how good it is and they're hyping mm-hmm. it up and, and everything. So I thought, you know what? I'll just, I'll make the purchase. I've been a PC gamer for a while now, but I'm like, there's a lot of exclusives on the PlayStation that I would like to, to touch at some sure. point. Like same with, um, <laughs> with the Spider-Man games as well. I don't know why I said no. touch like that. It's, <laughs> a, it's a weird way to describe it, but it's okay. We can move past it. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, it was sort of an impulse decision, but I'm very glad that I did it for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, if you're going to buy a PlayStation console for, a specific game the last of us is a hell of a game to do so yeah i agree It'd be the first choice i think for most people but yeah i mean spider-man yeah. might be the first but i think last yeah of us spider-man's is right definitely there with it. like cast a wider net for sure yeah mm-hmm. um cool very cool yeah i um i actually originally watched a youtube playthrough of the last of us back when it first came out in 2013 and even just watching someone else play it like moved the uh, Sarah scene, the prologue, like oh, yeah. tears, literally <laughs> tears. I cried the very first time I ever saw it. Oh yeah. That and was I wasn't even playing the freaking the game. game as well. Um, so yeah, I, I got to watch it uh, passively at first, but then I was kind of the same as you, Matt. I like kind of grew up. I was still kind of in the Xbox ecosystem around the time and then just kind of grew up. Um, like hearing about it off to the side and how it was like one of the best games of all time and everything. And then, yeah, I think probably similar to you, Matt, I like once it was the remaster was like 20 bucks or so. I was like, uh, yeah, might as well. Cause it's the remaster and it's the last of us. Like you might as well just have it in your collection. Right. So yeah. no point in not doing that. But once the uh, part two came around is when I actually first played it myself um for the first time and i pretty much did the same thing as you matt was the like played it timed it out perfectly so i was like in the uh, seattle hospital level like the night before uh part two was coming out and i was able to go right right into it afterwards which was great a great experience so, wait so do you did you just buy it and then let it sit on your shelf for like a year and then play it uh, yeah i think time? that's what happened pretty much <laughs> well I, I mean like i actually got uh my girlfriend to play it because i was getting her into video games as well so i was trying to introduce her to all of like the greatest hits or whatever okay. and i actually just like i like uh you just watched her the play kid it? In, yeah i pushed the kid into the pool i was like here you you play it you play the whole thing i'll watch that's um, funny yeah so she actually played it before me which is a little funny um but yeah that was it was just you on the shelf for twice. the longest time i watched it twice and then i'm like <laughs> yeah. okay fine i'll play it <laughs> time, I'll, I'll play it this time 
Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, um, cool. Okay, so we can kind of dive into some uh, highlights and lowlights. Uh, Matt, since you haven't actually like played part one uh, specifically, the remake yet, and Cole, you're not all the way through, it'll kind of just be more uh, general The Last of Us review, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we can kind of touch on part one where it fits. But uh, highlights and lowlights of the game. Um, Matt, we'll, uh, we'll start with you first. Okay. Um, personally, I think the biggest draw for me with the gameplay, at least, is like just the simplicity of everything with the, the absolute minimal HUD and the items. Like you're not overloaded with so many different kind of craftables and consumables. It's very... Mm-hmm. Like you've, you have one thing for a specific purpose and, and the screen isn't cluttered around and you're not constantly in menus and there's not pop-ups and stuff. You're just it's sitting in the world of the game and you get to exist with the characters for extended periods of time without your immersion being broken. Uh, I really think that The Last of Us and a lot of the Naughty Dog games in general do such a great job at uh, blurring the lines between cinema and games. Totally. And I remember this a lot from the from part two. I don't remember if they do it in part one of how the gameplay just seamlessly blends into the cutscenes. Yep, I, I'm yep. pretty sure they they do the same thing in part. They two. did the same in in part yep. one as well. Yeah, yeah. Or in part I, one. I just yeah, yeah. I just I love that. That's such a you know it's such an immersive and fluid way to to bridge the gap between those two very distinct pieces of the game. Totally. You can uh, you can actually tell sometimes like uh, they'll sometimes they'll do like full on pre-rendered cinematics for like the big chunky story portions. And then sometimes they'll just do cinematics, but like in engine with yeah. the like game character models. Um, and then I think that is what provides them a little bit of leeway in like doing a, a, a cinematic part and then transitioning into the gameplay, which is really cool. And the, that also like prevents the loading screens and stuff as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah, there's great. no loading right. screens. Is there? Yeah, no. they're <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, uh, is, is that your only highlight or did you want to keep going? Um, I mean, I can go. I can go for, yeah, for sure. more, for sure. Keep uh, going. I, I think the the story itself is amazing. The characters are so well written. It's so such a gripping narrative with morally ambiguous characters from front to back and there's no there's no clear good person, bad person. It's like everybody does some bad stuff, but you can't help but also empathize with every character, even the villains to some degree. And um you know, in so many movies, you're you're really just expected to empathize and identify with the main character. But with video games, it really lends itself to that because you're literally put in the shoes of this character, which makes the big twist at the end all the more poignant. When you know Joel does his big things, or is this a spoiler review? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, almost it's, ten. It's been I guess seven so. years. <laughs> that's that's a yeah. fair point. So yeah, when when it makes almost a swap at the end, yeah. when uh, when Joel starts to go off and and kill the fireflies, you're like, oh shit, I'm really doing something bad right now. 
-hmm. but you can't help but be like at the same time you feel it because you also want to save ellie and i I don't think there was ever a time where i was like feeling bad about killing the fireflies i was like i want to save ellie like (laughs) there's no guarantee this this curse or not this curse this this vaccine is gonna work right like sure she's immune but how do they know right so i know people always like oh joel's such a bad guy but sure but he loved this girl so i mean why wouldn't he save her when there's no 100 percent vaccine coming right so sorry yeah. to pay you off <laughs> and i no it's all good i totally agree with what you say and that's that's the thing that i love about this game is because it's so morally ambiguous that it opens up these discussions for people to have and everybody can have a different opinion on it and they're all equally valid because it was designed that way and uh, i think that's really the what's going to leave the lasting mark of this game is just the discussions on morality that it's able to open up. Totally. Cole, did you want to jump in at all? Some of your highlights? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's hard to talk about the last of us without talking about like the main draw. And I think that's Joel and Ellie. I mean, the game wouldn't be the last of us and it wouldn't be talked about like it is without Joel and Ellie. So I think mm-hmm. I don't, and I can't even recall a single other game other than maybe like the two Red Dead games where the the protagonists are so loved um, and so mm. valuable to the franchise. Like you could talk about Star Wars and you can go in multiple directions and it's still Star Wars. But if you would have done The Last of Us 2 and it didn't have Joel and Ellie, I don't know if it would have been the same. And I know people were saying like, oh, it should be without Joel and Ellie. But I don't know. I, it's one of those franchises where I think Joel and Ellie are are the last of us, and the last of us is Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. So that's very true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. it's all about the I characters. Think... Totally, totally. Um, and especially the performances, right? Like Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker. Like the I I oh, I yeah. don't even know how to talk about it because it's so good, and you get it in two yeah. games, like. Ashley Johnson as Ellie is probably my favorite performance of all time. Ellie's probably my favorite favorite character of all time. Like, I I don't know. I can't. I don't even know how to talk about it. It's so good. Like, and I, the the show is gonna. I love Pedro Pascal, but I I I am a little worried about how that's gonna come off. Just because I'm so used to being with Troy Baker's Joel and Ashley Johnson's Ellie, right? It'll be weird mm-hmm. to see somebody else portray portray those characters. But I'm excited to see it regardless but yeah joel and ellie are, are the last of us to me so at any time people talk about this game it's like that's the first thing that pops into my head is being with those two characters and seeing how they grow and evolve and develop together as you know a team totally yeah it's after almost having those characters and those actors play those characters uh for almost a decade yeah. then it's it it would be a little jarring to have someone else step in <laughs> yeah. and fill those shoes. <laughs> right yeah even someone as like seasoned oh, yeah. and like veered as pascal right yeah it'll be yeah um, it'll just be it'll be a different take like i don't think it'll be exactly the same which i and i don't want it to be right i want him yeah. to take different no. and mm-hmm. make different choices with this character because we've already seen it through troy baker's yeah, exactly. performance like we don't want to see a, a carbon copy just with pedro pascal right so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they they branch off from that but also try and retain a lot of it at the same time right it's that fine line of mm-hmm. being different but not so different that hardcore fans will hate it keeping the tone and the heart of the character yeah. while being able to make it your own right yeah exactly it's like and what I mean, any character 
any actor has had to do when they're like being the next Joker or the next Spider-Man, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, there's some core similarities, but there's also some vast differences that separate the two actors from each other, but playing the same character, right? It's, it's what they're paid to do. So I'm not like that nervous about it, but I'm just nervous for myself being like, ah, oh, that's not what I would expect Joel to do or say, but who, what am I to say right. what he's supposed to do or say, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It does at least give me some comfort knowing that Neil Druckmann has yes. a lot of uh, influence in the series. Producing, so, writing, directing. Yeah. He's, exactly. He's there. It's going to have yeah. that footprint from the creators in it, regardless of, yeah. of what the actors do. Although from the one line that I've heard uh, Pedro Pascal say on that Instagram clip or whatever they released no. it, he sounds pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. He does sound <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'll uh, I'll speak to uh, something else we haven't touched on yet. Going back to the game, this is a review about the game, not the show yet. That will come later. That'll be next year, <laughs> hopefully. Um, the music is oh, some yes. of the best score in video game score history I have ever listened to. Yeah, so when, when I started is... part one again, I was getting goosebumps, and I turned to my girlfriend and said, I've played this game six times, and I still get goosebumps as soon as the music starts. Dude, <laughs> yep. Dude because the way the PS5 UI works now, because when you go over and toggle between different like uh, PlayStation first-party games, you'll get yeah. like music with their play card or whatever. You get that uh, guitar, or no, yeah. uh, violin riff uh, yeah. as you like navigate over Ugh, every time man i, I beat yeah. the game already and i like every time i start up my ps5 and pass it i'm like oh man it's yeah. so good oh i know every now and then i just like to put the soundtrack on and just listen and just i don't know it's Holy. i don't do that with many <laughs> i was doing it this afternoon man yeah <laughs> yeah go. i love it too yeah what um gustavo santo santo lala yeah, right. I don't know. I'm not even going to try because what I'll, Gustavo I'll did it. with the score <laughs> was amazing. Like it's it tugs at the heartstrings every time, and it's such a distinct yeah. sound. Yeah, it's you hear one note and what, you know exactly what game it is. Exactly, yeah. it that's it's what one of those makes scores. a game iconic is like all these different pieces coming together that any one. Uh, taken out of it, you're instantly able to be like, oh yeah, that's from there. Right? Yep. So good. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, any other highlights either of you wanted to highlight before we uh, move uh, on? I guess just touching on the you know, the art direction as well. Mm -hmm. the, and their this different take on the zombie genre that I don't yeah. think we've Ooh, really yeah. seen with um with fungus being the cause rather yeah, than totally. like a virus or something like that and just the way that they they put all of the different variations of the infected together and and that how like it progresses over it time too. yeah the life cycle it it is so inspired and you can tell that there was a lot of care and effort put into designing this world and it's not just you know, your average post-apocalyptic wasteland. There's so mm -hmm. much depth and detail to everything that they did. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so good. 
Yeah. So good. It, because uh, <laughs> it came out in 2013 originally. Yeah. And I think that was kind of around the time when either when like zombie apocalypse genre was like at its peak or yeah. it was kind of like starting to dwindle. Cause like that's I think what it Walking was on the Dead way out. Was. Yeah. yeah, it was like on the way out. Yeah. Um, Cause that's when Walking Dead was still going on and everything. And all these zombies movies were coming out. Like, I mean, technically the, the Walking Dead is still going on. <laughs> technically it is. Yes. Oh, and I God. don't think it's going to go anywhere Although, anytime soon. Yeah. Although most people would like to forget that it's still going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most people have chosen that. Um, but yeah, I think it, it totally revitalized that genre um, kind of bringing in a new take on the uh, zombie infection type uh, genre. Yeah. Um, and also just being able to incorporate like a real world uh, like fungus and how it actually works is basically like beat for beat the same same way it works like in real life which is cool it's just that it's transferred to humans instead um, I think that really lent a lot of because it, it basically like uh, was able to take the skeleton of an already great and iconic genre that's been around for so long and able to put a new spin on it, right? Which was yeah. and there, so the zombies smart. like really aren't the main focus. Like they're a part of the game, no, but totally. if somebody asked me what The Last of Us was about, I don't think zombies would be, you know, the first paragraph that I told them about the no. game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's the mark of a good zombie? Yeah, thing, exactly. movie mm-hmm. or TV or game is that you don't want the zombies to be the main focus. They're the setting of this other story. Exactly. That's Um, speaking kind of more specifically to like, uh, part one, uh, graphically, I guess we can talk about two is a great, like probably the highlight of part one, I would say. Absolutely. Um, it, everything Mm -hmm. just looks so goddamn good. It looks like it was a, like a game made for PS5, like had the remaster and, uh, original not been a thing it would be like wow this is an amazing yeah. original it's a brand PS5 new ps5 game. game yeah yeah it yeah. looks fantastic i know people were bitching about some of the character models but i don't know everybody looks lifelike i don't see i haven't yeah. seen a single character model that i'm like that looks way out of place where in remastered you could mm-hmm. be like oh that looks a little off that looks a little weird this one i haven't come across yeah. anything that looks bad yeah totally and it it what it does best is it now kind of ties itself to part two that much more Mm -hmm. and now they feel like way more cohesive whereas like uh the remaster didn't look bad at all (laughs) yeah but yeah there was a big jump and they just looked different um but they were able to like mesh those two games together and have a consistent kind of art style and art direction uh spanning both games which is great um and then just like yeah like the overall look of the game like there's so like there's way more dense foliage all of the like sunlight looks so good water looks um, awesome too like the water looks fantastic yeah, <laughs> yeah the the tommy or um the what is it the the dam section Damn and Jackson. like in particular yep. so yeah yeah 
looks so freaking good. And the winter, like the win- whole winter part, the forests look amazing. <laughs> I felt like I was, yeah, it was, it was so good. Um, the dual sense was also a really fun uh, addition. I would yep. say mm-hmm. it, it, it did take me a minute to be like, have they actually incorporated anything yet? <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't until like I got basic the basic rumble at first. The, yeah, once I got totally. the bow, that's when I noticed it most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it, they it's got like all the greatest hits of what we've seen with the dual sense so far of like the rain uh, plinking all over your controller and yeah. the gu- different gun feels like the shotgun feels so good. Yeah, uh, it'll like lock up the triggers and everything. So, um, but yeah. Uh, it plays and feels great on uh, PS5. Yeah, and like um, we mentioned, no loading is awesome too. Like you're in the game, yeah. you're in <laughs> yeah, and out so quickly. Like it's it's really unbelievable how great totally. it looks. And yeah, you feels. used to see that little like cloud, firefly kind of thing uh, yeah. for a few. S- yeah, the firefly cloud uh, as you started up the game. <laughs> when you do it on PS5, you click no. <laughs> load game, and you see it for maybe a second, and then, and then it's you're gone. in. Yep. Yeah. Um okay. Um Cole. Yes, sir. I have talked with you about this game, <laughs> The Last of Us. Ad nauseum. Yep. I have been <laughs> on at least two other podcasts <laughs> talking about this. Where yeah. we have discussed this basically the entire episode both <laughs> times. You love this game. It's your favorite I do, game yes. of all time. Do you have any lowlights of the game? Whether whether it be part one specifically or I mean, just overall. If it's we're just talking about part one, the only negative is the price. Like hundred bucks for this. I again I if you're not a massive Last of Us fan, I would say wait as long as you can because mm-hmm. if you have remastered for free through PS plus, I don't see there being a hundred dollar difference. So that would be the only real low light I have. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I love everything from start to finish. I love the story. I love the characters. Um, you know, Naughty Dog might not be like the premier gameplay that you might think of, but I think it's great. Um, it may not mm-hmm. feel, you know, like, like a Call of Duty or something like that, that smooth, but I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time not recommending this game to anyone other than the price. That's really the only low light i see of part one right now i mean i haven't played through the whole thing but i know what i'm getting myself into from from yeah. start to finish so yeah so if you, you can pick you wrote the check already yeah i mean i i thought about not buying it at 100 bucks i was like i could probably wait then you texted me you're like oh you're you'll be on the on the show i'm like well i'm buying it now because i have to <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would have oh, okay, broke so it's my fault yeah okay, i'm blaming you i mean i would have broke probably <laughs> friday morning when i woke up i'd have been like oh fuck i gotta buy it because i want to <laughs> play it again and i don't want to play remastered again so um yeah but yeah, I mean, it, it feels way better. It looks way better. So I mean, if if you want the best experience and the best way to play this game, it is part one for sure. Totally. Matt, do you have any? You haven't even played part one, so you don't <laughs> um, get the caveat of the price. So yeah, well, you have any um, low lights at all? They don't even have to be bad things. It's I mean, just like it's not. Yeah, the the only things that I have is just like personally, I wish that the chapters were more equal in length okay. uh, because so much sure. time is spent on the first 
the first season. Um, I would have right. loved to see stuff like happening in the fall of the leaves falling when you're walking around. And totally. I, I do love the winter portion the best. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely my favorite part of the game personally. Uh, I think some of the latter puzzles, you know, yep. could have, could have been left out <laughs> yeah totally yeah but i mean ultimately there's nothing there that you're going to be stuck on for that long it's more of just like okay here we go here's three minutes where i just gotta walk slowly with this ladder yeah, uh, yeah. shuffle this dumpster around for a little bit yeah. yeah and yeah so but then other stuff i believe are things that were probably fixed with um with the new part one uh which i'm sure you can probably confirm as well Mm -hmm. like uh i know they fixed it in part two as well it's just the cover system for ellie and the other people that were following you around throughout the game uh that were clearly in the vision of the people that were looking for you it's definitely not okay so now i've got yeah i've got a new low light yeah that's definitely not fixed yeah no i have video evidence that will be released on youtube i was playing last night ellie ran right in front of three guys and i'm like okay we'll see if this works i know we had but i mean it makes sense why because how shitty would it be if you're like right near the end and ellie is just like i'm just gonna stand up and run for no reason so i get why they didn't Mm -hmm. technically fix it but i don't think they thought it was Mm -hmm. a problem to begin with so yeah it wasn't a big enough problem no it's not that big at all but it's just i think it's kind of funny sometimes (laughs) totally yeah but i did see a thing on on youtube a while ago where they were talking about how they reworked the cover system and added a like a field of vision to all the characters that the other npcs could sort of sense and they also had predictive pathing so ellie could sense where the other enemies were going to walk to and where they would see so that she would move out of the way ahead of time but i guess that's still not a perfect system yeah i would say if anything if it was fixed it's probably just less frequent yeah uh it still happens but like if the if there was actually like uh in the patch notes or whatever that like they actually put work in to do it then it's probably just that it's less frequent and not like altogether gone because i definitely encountered it a few times like yeah throughout bill's town bill and ellie were running (laughs) circles around me while i was hiding (laughs) hiding from clickers and everything so oh yeah that that is also another thing of just how fucking loud ellie will be when (laughs) you're around the Let's cough or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, okay. The um, well, that little like while I love it as like a story prompt, uh sometimes uh this is where the medium of like cinematic storytelling and game kind of <laughs> butt heads a little bit is uh that little um it's not a cinematic, but it's like while you're playing this little beat between Joel and Ellie of uh ellie trying to learn how to whistle and (laughs) she's when i was playing the game she'll do it right when we're next to clickers (laughs) it's just a little immersion breaking sometimes depending on like how you navigate the map 
um, from your save because it's like time queued based or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> there can be a couple quirks like that sometimes where it's really funny. She'll like finally learn how to whistle and then we're in the <laughs> middle of a fight like really close after that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay, cool. Um, moving on. Uh, so the next question is kind of what do you think the creator's goal was with making this? And I'll kind of stick it more to part one specifically, the remake. Uh, and do you think they achieved that goal? Uh, Cole. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about a father who loses his daughter and gains another one and, you know, does everything he can to protect her. I mean, the story kind of tells itself once you play it. Um, Neil Druckmann did a great job directing and writing this thing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think there's many flaws with this story in regards to the last of us part one like i think they nailed absolutely everything like we said you could have you know little critiques on some of the gameplay but story-wise uh i don't know if there's another game out there that can that can go toe-to-toe with this especially with it being linear right like there's there's one beginning and there's one ending for everybody you can make small choices in between but really it's this is the game he created and it's the game you got. And I don't know. I think they absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, I, I think everything they did story-wise was was done 100% perfectly. Totally. Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really that much else to say. It's, uh, it's about fatherhood and, and what it means to be human in, in a time when seems like all humanity is is gone uh it's such a a simple tried and true story about uh you know these two people bonding and one character who's lost a daughter and another character who's lost her family and the way that they sort of bounce off of each other and learn about each other and open up after their initial butting heads and it's just such a real relationship that you see form between these two people and it's so believable and so well thought out and it really you know the acting just it really services the story so well and i think it's Mm -hmm. just it's one of those things where you have every single cog in the machine working perfectly with each other and it's all in in this great harmony and uh yeah, they came to make something special, and they did. Yeah, Not I think believable is a great word said. for that too. Because yeah, I mean, the relationship between Joel and Ellie, like we've said before, and time and time again, like it's it is this game. So if they if Joel if and Ellie didn't, didn't work, it didn't work, then we would not be talking about this game, and it probably wouldn't have been made. Really, like I don't think they yeah. would have went as far yeah. as they did without yeah. it. That's that was the reason this game got made and why it did so well because that relationship without it it's it's really not a great game i don't think yeah totally i think um kind of going beyond while it is the focus is totally on joel and ellie i think um another goal of theirs in my opinion was kind of showing uh like the spectrum of humanity and what individuals will do in certain situations specifically in this stressful uh post-apocalyptic setting right and like 
we encounter all these different characters and how they interact with the world and how they think about the world and how they deal with it. Everything from the, uh, the like hunters in uh, Pittsburgh who like uh, trap Ellie and Joel in the, their truck uh, to like the cannibals later in the game. Right. It's like uh, Sam and Henry, like fireflies dealing with the world in their own way. The fireflies yeah. dealing with it in their way. It's like, it, it highlights such a wide range of like how we as humans would deal with situations like this, both good and bad, like really bad. <laughs> um, and I think they absolutely nailed the feel of that too. I think those are, those characters are just as believable as Joel and Ellie, which really helps. Like it's one thing to have your leads uh, be like as strong as they are, but like you could still have them do that while carrying the rest of the, the, like uh, yeah. the work, I guess. Right. Um, but like everyone comes out to play. Yeah. Uh, so that's really what makes it work. I think. And every season kind of has a character that's memorable, right? Like you have Tess in the beginning, you have Sam and Henry in the summer and fall. You have, you know, um, I don't even know who else really is in the fall. I guess it's mainly just, yeah, I guess you get Tommy, but you get get him in the beginning and then you get David in the winter. So yeah, I mean, every season kind of has their, don't forget Bill and Bill. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So man, the dynamic between Bill and Ellie. Oh, it's so funny. So oh, listen here, you little shit. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, some of the comedy in the the game too is really yeah. good. I mean, it's it is just, really funny. Just the writing and the the performances really. It all that's what yeah. it all comes down to. I think they have a really great contrast and balance between the different tones of of going from like this this relationship drama between the characters to the horror of the environment that they're in mm-hmm. and have these really funny, like heartfelt moments as well that are sprinkled throughout. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a nice balance because it, with each emotion that you go between, it helps really um, like you can appreciate the other ones and you can feel it more because it stands out when you go from laughing one minute to being afraid for the character's lives. The next minute it's it's such a visceral feeling and it really gets you invested in the game. Totally. That, that immediately brings me back to uh, that last cut scene with Henry and Sam. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That morning, like everyone's waking up. Henry is, making breakfast right everyone's all riding cheery, a motorcycle making jokes the night before <laughs> riding a motorcycle yeah um and then it just like flips right when when sam attacks ellie and it's just like absolute shock and awe and horror and like i was almost brought to tears again <laughs> like I have played this game already and it's like still affecting me this heavily. It's just like, man, it's so effective. That swing is just amazing. They were able to pull that off really well. Um, kind of getting away from the last of us, like in, I want to more like kind of talk more about like the remake that just came out in that, what do you think the creator's goal 
was with that? And do you think they achieved it? Matt? Any uh, on well, I mean, I guess my, my knowledge on this is limited as I still haven't played the game. But yeah, from my impression, it is... Because I played the the first game and and then part two so back to back and it was very clear the difference in in generations between these two and i think they wanted to make a more cohesive experience especially for people that are coming into it for the first time because while the last of us part one is a, a fantastic game and it was cutting edge pushing the ps3 to its limits of the time going back and playing that game now you can definitely feel the years on it right and then part two by comparison when i picked that up was totally it felt like it was even more modern than modern you know it was the most polished and uh tech advanced games that i've ever played and i think they just wanted to make this a a cohesive experience to play both games at the same level of polish and uh, technology that we're able to get out of these new systems and i think you know from from everything that you guys have said and from everything that i've heard from the internet and everybody that's played it i think they did their job and i think they they brought a next gen feel to a now two generations past game Really? Cool. Any, any other thoughts? Yeah, I think Matt nailed it. Cohesion between the two games has definitely been met. Um, but other than that, I mean, I guess making money would be their other main goal, and I'm sure they're crushing that. <laughs> yeah, they got so, I mean, <laughs> I think they nailed it on both fronts. Totally. They got to get more capital for part three, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was listening to another podcast talking about this game and one of their kind of deductions was the reason because this this has been one of the main talking points for this game ever since it's come out and been announced and everything is why why is this game being made Mm -hmm. um and i think part of the main thing the uh guys i were listening i was listening to talk about was that uh naughty dog just had like a time slot free available and they were able to kind of uh go like take a a section of their studio and be like okay you guys go we don't really need you right now for what we're currently working on you guys go like upscale the last of us one uh for us so that we can have it uh look more cohesive with part two like you have said already matt um and yeah, and then just it is able to, it's a much stronger entry point for any new people, uh, whether they're getting into it now or whether they want to play it after they watch the TV show next year, right? Yeah. Um, sure. It's definitely way more appealing uh, to uh, new players to have this kind of uh, synergy between the two. So. And they and I, I think they just were able to like afford the time to make it because like making games takes forever, like I'm sure yeah. we all know. Yeah. Uh, so they well, they I wouldn't also, do I also it if they if... like didn't. 
Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if they I, thought I was that just the gonna show say... was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> We're having some. I'm letting uh... you go. There you go. go. <laughs> You're letting me go. Okay. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah. What if I want to go? No. Yeah. God. You're third now, in now line it's now. Just falling apart. You're third. Yeah. You're after me. You don't get to go, Matt. I'll just kick <laughs> you from the call. Okay. Yeah. I've already forgotten now what what I was going to say. Cold uh, that's what my you're fault. Say. Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, well, I, I wonder if they thought the show was going to be out around the the fall of 2020, and that's why the game was coming yeah. out in fall 2022. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that was kind of their reasoning for remaking it was to promote the tv show but then the tv show got delayed or maybe the game just got finished way quicker i don't know but to me it would have made sense to have that come out you know a month or two before the show came out and then you know you're banking on Mm -hmm. the last of us really drawing people into buying the game so they can play the game before the show or they watch the show and then they buy the game but i don't know we'll see i mean they haven't given us a official release date for the show so maybe that wasn't Mm -hmm. in their plans at all and it really is just a a thinking point yeah, I. Uh, that's a good point that you bring up is because when that when they finally announced the date for part one, I was like, oh, does that mean we're going to get an announcement soon for the yep. TV show? I thought we would get come something, out this right? Fall? Yeah, totally. But I guess not. And whether, like you said, production schedules did, just didn't line up. Um, who knows? But uh, I mean, it's going to be around four uh, yep. the TV show, which is great. It's even actually going to drop in price, which is good for yep. the consumer. Um, That's kind of what I think. Like, get the the people who are going to buy it at full <laughs> price out of the way now, and yeah, then right. go for the net when the show comes out. Which, I mean, I think still could come this year. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, we maybe. still could get it in, in winter, or maybe first quarter 2023. I think it's possible, because they wrapped filming um early summer i think yeah the yeah hbo promo said it was coming next year so i don't think they're gonna move it up i mean i could be wrong but then maybe early next year i haven't seen that promo so yeah so yeah i think that promo yeah i guess i gotta (laughs) watch the promo the 15 seconds of the last of us and then it immediately cuts to a dragon which is very jarring i can get (laughs) (laughs) it is hey maybe they're gonna have dragons in the last of us who knows that would be that would be a spicy meatball for sure (laughs) um okay moving on um so the big talking point kind of i think uh, we've already kind of touched on it. Uh, price. So obviously, Matt, you haven't purchased it or played it yet. Um, we'll start with you. Um, how appealing is the hundred dollar price tag to you currently? Zero. Zero. <laughs> okay. I haven't bought it yet. I haven't even looked at the price. Just like because I I just don't have the time to play it right now. So it's not. Right. So- that I want to spend my money on at the moment. But if I was, and I looked at that, I would be like, no. Because okay. for me, there's no reason for a game to be $100, let alone <laughs> a game that most of it's it was 10 years pretty old. made. <laughs> like, yeah. they, all they had to really change was the graphics and then change some animations and gameplay mechanics that were already present for The Last of Us Part Two. So it was really just compiling a bunch of different elements that already existed together. 
So like, I can't imagine this was a very expensive project to undergo. So the fact that it's going out at a price tag that's above other AAA games that are going off the shelf, like mm-hmm. on day one, I think it's just kind of obscene. And maybe they didn't expect as many people to buy it, so they jacked up the price to cover their ass or something <laughs> like that. But like, ugh, I don't know, man. That's just so much money. Like if it was a bundle of The Last of Us Part 2 and Part 1, I could see that for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But, totally. you know, this is just too much. Uh, cool. Yeah. You have paid $100 I, for I paid it. 100 <laughs> And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, like, you probably guys probably don't know since you bought the game later. But I swear Remastered, when it came out, was, I want to say, 40 bucks, maybe 50 I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it, was, it wasn't full price. And at that point, I think games were 60 bucks, maybe 70 So... That not, sounds right. I'm not entirely sure why they felt this game needed to be full price. Um, and like I said earlier, like unless you've never played this game before and you want to play the absolute best version, I wouldn't recommend spending 100 bucks because really, remastered, is it a downgrade from part one? Absolutely. Is it $100 less better? No. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks great, but at a hundred bucks, I'm I'm really surprised Naughty Dog didn't lower the price for for this game. Um, I'm sure a lot of work went into it, and I'm sure they had to pay their people and all that. But I don't know. I think you would have got a lot more people to buy this game if it would have been you know even twenty bucks off that. If it came out at seventy bucks instead of ninety, um, you would have probably got a lot more yeah. people to buy it, and people would have been doubled down and tripled down. But people who are tripling down, I don't think are spending a hundred bucks. They'll probably wait for it to go on sale way more than than 50 percent totally i uh so apparently last of us remastered was uh ten dollars cheaper ten dollars uh, okay. in 2014 yeah than uh than full price so and what was the full price at that time uh 60 bucks yeah so it was 50 brand new game okay. yeah Damn, yeah, that, I'm pretty sure I paid like 25 bucks, I think, yeah. when I bought it. So, so is like $90 the standard price for AAA titles now? Yes, yep. sir. Oh $90 <laughs> for Sony first-party games yep. in 2022. Bruh. Plus tax. Yep. Which, I like, mean, I really don't like... have a huge problem for it if it's a brand new game. Like God of War, I'm Ragnarok, I'm yeah. buying that. 100 bucks to put me down, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Last of Us yeah i again i couldn't recommend somebody doing that unless they desperately wanted to replay this game or play it for the first time yeah yeah i uh i'm right there with you cole uh there actually haven't been in the what has it been two years of ps5 lifespan yeah uh, i don't think i have paid full price for any triple a like i haven't actually bought any triple a uh sony first party titles like i didn't play horizon forbidden west yep um i didn't play ratchet clank i didn't play returnal last of us too uh that was ps4 when it came out oh yeah that's right i'm, I'm talking ps5 five uh, exclusives yeah. first party games sorry yeah um so and then miles morales was already a cheaper game so it didn't yep. really matter that much um and then I think Deathloop was the other one I played full price for, but that was a third-party game, so yeah. it wasn't uh, 
wasn't as steep. So this is actually the first first game yep. I've paid the full uh, $90 price tag Same plus tax. Then, no, and it was a game that was $10. Or 10 years old, rather. Um, so yeah, I really can't recommend uh, it to anyone who is like, definitely not to anyone who's like a casual gamer. Um, it, it's really, that price tag is really going to turn off a lot of people pretty much anyone who isn't like covering the game for like media purposes or whatever or youtube purposes and chances are a lot of them are getting it for free as well yeah well that's true yeah some of them might be getting like codes and everything to review codes and whatnot um so it yeah basically boils down to that point of like diehard fans are gonna pay full price and that's about it i'm like wondering if they were like ah fuck it let's just see if we can get $90 for this thing from people. Yeah. Let's try and boost our uh, numbers before the end of the year. We got one more quarter to go. <laughs> That's probably uh, what exactly what they did. Yeah. Which is odd Fine, still whatever. though, because <laughs> like they have Ragnarok in the, in November. So who knows? Um, but yeah, it's like, unless you love the last of us as much as Cole or myself do, then you can't recommend it at full price anyway. No. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, though, at the very first sale, honestly, I think is probably well, yeah, uh, the a good starting point. Of once price. Black Friday rolls around in November, oh, they're going to make a killing on it, I bet. Because it'll probably drop 25% oh, yeah. and people will be buying it everywhere. Totally. totally. Um, cool. Okay, moving on. Uh, just... As kind of like a summation, a uh, little wrap up kind of thing. Uh, each of you have like maybe two to three pros and or cons for the game. Uh, Cole, you want to go first? Just like sure. two to three things, bullet yep. points. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, Joel and Ellie is definitely the biggest pro for me. Um, story, I guess you can lump in that as well. Um, and like we said, side characters are a huge deal in this game too. Like, like I said, there's so many different characters from all works of and walks of life. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how anyone could pick up this game and not come away with something. You know, there's times where you're laughing. There's times where you're crying. There's times where you're cheering people on times where you can't wait to kill the next guy you see because he's eating somebody, right? Like there's just so many different, <laughs> different um, things going on in this game. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, But yeah. And the good news is you can pick it up as remastered you can pick it up for ps3 and you can pick it up for ps5 now so you really don't have any stands generations yeah you really don't have any excuse anymore for not picking up this game like you can pick it up for free if you want you can pay 100 bucks for it if you want like it's and it's one of those games i think you just have to experience it once i mean you can even watch it on youtube if you want i mean you did that and you got something out of it right so um totally so yeah there's I'll lump into that too, Cole. Yep. It, the part one is also coming to PC. There you go. Yeah, that's potentially true. next year. So, so one more yeah. platform for people yeah. to experience it with, which is great. Yeah. No excuses uh, anymore. You can play it pretty much anywhere probably... other than Xbox. <laughs> exactly. And Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would run like yeah. shit on oh. Nintendo Switch. 720p on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be the PS3 version. I... 
Yeah, I will say yeah, I will exactly. probably pick up this game when it does come out on PC. Uh, that'll yeah, probably. Oh God! It it just <laughs> instantly reminded me that the modding community is going to have a heyday when it Destroy comes to PC. Oh hell yes! That's oh, what I'm God. hoping for. I'm waiting for like, custom guns and stuff. You know, like give me, <laughs> give me some flamethrower mods and give me the ray gun launchers. Yeah. yeah, ray gun from Call of Duty. Yeah. Grappling hook, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Do it all. Make all of the zombies Thomas the Tank Engine. You know? <laughs> yes, Teletubbies. Turn there a bloater Shrek, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, no, Joel will be Shrek. Yeah. Oh yeah, Joel will be Shrek, and Ellie, can Ellie be will be and then replace <laughs> all the dialogue with quotes from the movie. <laughs> I hate it so I'd, much. I play the shit out of that game. <laughs> kidding me? That's worth ninety dollars right there. Yeah, it's worth more. Yeah. Um. Matt, what's uh, what are like two to three pros or cons? I mean, I I've got one pro, and that's all of them. Uh, 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 I think this is one of those games where it's like you have every single element of video games firing on all cylinders. Uh, with you know, you've got great uh, gun mechanics, you've got great stealth. There's great music, characters it's just you know everything that you could praise in a game you can praise here so there's something for everybody unless you don't like violence or you don't like being scared in which case you know go play bug snap or something but (laughs) oh god if you don't like being scared maybe bug snacks isn't the right suggestion (laughs) no it's very scary it's nothing but pure terror that's true it is nightmare fuel but in a different way Um, but yeah i mean that's that's what i got to say it's just you know it's it's great totally uh kind of segueing from that there's something for everyone uh another thing that part one introduced was i think pretty much the same level of accessibility options uh that part two had which is great because i mean more options is better for everybody honestly Um, everyone can play it i don't know if this falls under the accessibility tree but like i had a a browse through the like uh bonus game modes and whatnot uh in the menus after i finished it and there's a lot of like unlockable uh like new game plus options there's like infinite ammo there's like one shot kill mode um there's like uh Oh, what was another they do, one? Like, I think like infinite resources as well, right? Yeah, totally. And then there's also um there's different like graphical modes too. There's like an eight bit mode, yeah. so you could play. It was actually kind of interesting. And, like the like, watercolors. Inter- it was <laughs> yeah, all that stuff that was left over from the Last of Us Part Two that they just yeah. carried over. Yeah, totally. Um. So yeah, that's really cool. Um. I saw something they were talking about uh, in the accessibility features that this was the first game to include descriptive um, descriptive audio descriptive audio for the gameplay right as well yeah that's in there too which is really cool I it's not something I would need or I don't think I'd really it's there for the people that do but it is there for the people that need it which is great Um, so yeah uh 
I will add to the list of pros uh, the music. Once again, the score is amazing. You can listen to it on its own, and it's got a weight of its own. Um, the uh, unique uh, art direction with the Cordyceps virus and everything, the world design is fantastic. Uh, you're, you're getting a variety of uh, environments and landscapes as you're going through across the United States. Uh, you get all four seasons, which is also good too, adding to the variety. Um, there's like collectibles in the game. There's lots of like little lore pieces and notes hidden around everywhere. And for part one, um, especially, I think a pro that I just thought of is that the trophy list, you don't have to do multiplayer anymore. So it's a way easier platinum. So I haven't platinum the last of us yet. So I'm going to be doing that in the next several days. There you go. It's an easier platinum. Oh, that's, oh yeah. That's appealing to me as well. Yep. Um, cool. And then uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and then I'll add a con to the list. Although it's, <laughs> I think it's more of a subjective... I know. Blasphemy. Um, it's kind of more of a subjective con, though, is like playtime. My playtime uh, for part one specifically, for the remake specifically, was actually shorter, I think. Um, it's like an average of like 12 to 13 hours for part one. Uh, whereas apparently the remaster, according to how long to beat, uh, is like another hour or two. I don't know if that like pertains to like redesigned levels or just like, is it maybe familiarity out of the levels? It might just be familiarity, which would make sense for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just going broader scope for playtime, the game is only about like 15 hours total, maybe, maybe like 20 hours for completionists. So if that's something that really matters to you personally, and I think I could probably speak for all of us here when I say like, you're getting bang for your buck in those 15 to 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, case A and B of me and Cole paying a hundred dollars for it yeah <laughs> for only playing about 15 hours like it's a damn good 15 hours yeah i'd so rather the best 15 hours a than, than a 50 hour game that only has you know two or three good hours like our count really doesn't yeah. matter to me give me the best experience no. it could be two hours long it could be 15 it could be 50 as long as it's the best you yeah. can give me then i have no problem where i will say i think our count could matter more and factor into is price point which is fair, more fair, I would say, rather than uh, our count for the type of content you're getting, right? Yep. Um, so that could be something to say. Um, yeah, I think there's something to be said for, you know, dollar per hour, especially yeah. in video games, for totally. sure. Totally. It's, it's also very hard to always, like, kind of keep in the back of your head of, like, it is $90, but, like, the amount of work and systems at play that go into making a video game. Yeah. It's very hard to appreciate a lot of the time, but like it's insane when you actually like start digging into how these things are made. It's yeah. like, okay, hundred bucks is probably still I can kind of appreciate it. If you, I think if you look probably. at it, so they, yeah, they were 60 probably. bucks for like what? 
four, five, six, seven years before they bumped up to seventy. Yeah. So I mean, really, a hundred bucks isn't that bad as long as it's a good game, right? Like it's it sucks when you spend a hundred bucks and you hate the game. Then it's like I just wasted a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you don't really have any any excuse because you can look up reviews online you could watch gameplay yeah. you could watch people play the right. game there's so. sales all the time now yeah too, exactly so like, um yeah uh okay one more thing before we kind of get to the outro uh I, we've kind of touched on it already but just to kind of reiterate uh who would you recommend this to or what type of person would you recommend this to matt if you like survival games, if you're into zombies, if you're into really well-written single-player narrative games, then quit sleeping on this. Mm-hmm. If you're a certain like if you're a person that's into Tetris or if you just like the arcade competitive style of something like Call of Duty and you want to be you want to be better than other people and you, that kind of stuff then yeah maybe this isn't for you but if you're into story and you're into immersion then play the last of us what are you doing yeah what are you waiting for (laughs) cool yeah i think pretty much exactly what matt said um i don't even know if you need to be into zombies like my girlfriend was like i don't want to watch because i'm not into zombies and i'm and i told her i'm like sure zombies are present in this game but they are really just the backdrop of Joel and Ellie's story. Like they're there and they're a danger to everybody, but really it's, it's a story about Joel and Ellie and how they survive and what they're going to do for each other and what they'll sacrifice for each other. So I really don't know if there's anyone I wouldn't recommend this game to. I mean, if you're exclusively only multiplayer and that's the only thing you want to do, then maybe it won't be for you. But I think if you give it a chance, like like you said, it's only 10 to 15 hours, depending on how much you want to put into this game. Like um, price point would be the, really the only thing that would be negating anything for not buying this game. So yeah, I think, I think you should just give it a chance at this point. I mean, it's almost 10 years. So if you haven't tried it, like, I don't, I don't really know what you're waiting for. You probably don't want to play this game at this point anyway. So what I say isn't going to matter, but if it is go for it. Cause yeah, it's, it's really, one of the best narrative games you're going to find it's going to rival pretty much any movie and it's it's probably better than a lot of the movies that you're going to see so yeah it if you're into movies this is right up your alley yep. it is better than a lot of the big tentpole blockbusters yep uh that have been released in the last 10 years i'll i'll go ahead and say <laughs> better <laughs> than the OG uh, movie are you kidding me <laughs> it's not better than she hulk streaming on disney plus yeah are joel and ellie going to twerk i don't think so well with the pc mod oh Oh, true Um, oh god yeah we're gonna blame you when that happens matt it's your fault yeah Yeah, it's it's all your fault i'm taking responsibility now (laughs) yeah like if you are at all the least bit interested in narrative Uh, compelling narratives then the last of us is something you need to put on your list if you have the means to if you have a friend who has a playstation console or a pc for the future steal it means steal (laughs) it exactly 
get their Netflix password type shit and just steal, <laughs> steal everything. Just like break into their house one night and take their PlayStation. That's, take, that's and everything should. else in their house, not just their PlayStation. Well, yet. PlayStation, play The Last of Us first and then steal all of their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Find you your gotta have priorities. Card. Find, yeah, find the, your mom's credit card. There we all go. The, that's a all healthy the, thing for us friend. to endorse. And then, you know, the expiration date, the three digits on the back. Yeah. Go ahead and, and post that in the comments yeah. below if you would yeah. use some kind, actually. <laughs> Email it over to us here. Yeah. Uh, and we'll verify if that's the right card that you should be using. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would, yeah, part one, like if you were hesitant about playing uh, the first Last of Us because of the remaster or whatever, Part one is the definitive edition. It's like from the ground up, looks as good as part two, uh, plays just as good as part two. Um, if you want to wait uh, till it goes on sale, I absolutely don't blame you. Um, it only is going to increase in value as it decreases in price. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah. it's not going to get any higher um, right now. It's, it's 90 bucks and it's only going to go exactly. down from here. So. Exactly. Until they release um, the PlayStation Six and they remaster yeah. it, again. remake it yeah. again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. New Skyrim part part one remastered. New Skyrim, yes. <laughs> Last yeah. special edition, anniversary yeah. edition. Guess what? We added fishing. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right, cool. Well, uh, we have reached the end of the episode. Um, thank you, Cole and Matt for joining me on this episode of the no score review show. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks for having me. Do you, Cole, do you have any plugs or anything? If you don't have any plugs, do you have a film game or TV show recommendation for the audience? I'm going to do a plug and a a show recommendation. Uh, (gasps) Recommendation. uh, Better call Saul. Um, I don't think I need nice. to say anything else. Uh, if you've seen Breaking Bad, watch Better Call Saul because it's going to blow your dick off. It's so good. Um, yeah, and then a plug. <laughs> I'm in a band called The Hockey Moms. If you want to check us out on Spotify or anywhere uh, you listen nice. to music, go for it. Nice. This is my usual plug on a, on podcasts. So, yeah, we're back out playing shows now. Cool. So, actually, after this, I'll probably get playing because i got to learn a whole bunch of new songs since we have a cover set coming up in October for Halloween. So, yeah, check us out if you like Ooh, punk cool. rock. Nice. Nice. All right, uh, Matt, do you have any plugs uh, and or recommendations? I, I'll also share one of each. Why not? Hell yeah. Uh, so uh, my, my recommendation, because I just watched it a couple nights ago, Inherent Vice by Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Uh, Haven't seen I it. watched it when it first came out. Really didn't like it because I was confused as fuck and didn't know what was going on. But I rewatched it recently uh, with a fresh, you know, adult mind. Mm -hmm. And wow, it is just, it is something else. It's genre defying. There's so many different plot lines. It's like a neo-noir set in the 70s. Um, It's like, I saw it compared to, uh, what was it? Something, it's like... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas meets a detective noir story. Wow. It's got Joaquin Phoenix, Josh Brolin, Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon. It's like it's got the biggest cast of characters that you can imagine. Probably lots hilarious. Of lots of 
lots of drugs. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd say check it out if you haven't seen it already. What, underrated. What did you watch it on? Um, it uh, it uh, fell off the back of a truck, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, I it's see. Not, oh, it's not I streaming see. anywhere at the moment, so you'll have to not rent. streaming anywhere. Wink, uh, wink. Wink, wink. Cops will be uh, at your place but, very shortly. Hey, it's yeah, not my get that truck had the, the back door open was driving by my house and right, Blu-ray yeah. happened to fall out and I picked Raccoon it up. Raccoon was carrying it, out. it uh, while you were taking the trash out and he, he left it behind. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It happens. If one of these boutique labels like Arrow or Criterion want to release this film, I will happily buy it in whatever Blu-ray 4K package yeah. they want to sell it in. But as of right now... Until um, then... You're you know, getting it from raccoons and back alleys. Yes, yeah, it's raccoon and stuff. So with that, and I also and your plug. I didn't want to give it to the five bucks to Bezos by renting it off of Amazon. So yeah, I, fair I, enough. Greater good. Fair to, enough. Um, and my You're plug, doing your part. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'd say my plug. You know, if you use Letterboxd, follow me on Letterboxd. At oh yeah. com slash wisdom nugget and uh, wisdom nugget. Very yeah, nice. We'll see it. Great You're handle. there. Cool. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you both again uh, for joining me. Um, if you watching this uh, want more No Score Review Show, I have one more episode out that I've done. Uh, it was covering the indie game Stray, where you play as a cat in a dystopian future. Oh, my cat was just down um, here. I don't think she's down here anymore. Oh, man. Gosh, that's perfect, my fault. Perfect. He has strayed away. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there it is. been on that. Um, but yeah, I got a uh, another episode of the review show covering that game. Um, and then if you're into video game Let's Play content, I have a few videos. I played Stray on my No Score channel. The full series is up on there if you want to check that out. Um, but I have migrated all my Let's Play account or Let's Play videos to my uh, gaming account, No Score Plays on YouTube. Um, so if you're into that, then that's where you'll find that. I started my Road to Ragnarok and playing all the God of War games before God of War Ragnarok comes out. Um, and I'm doing, I'm releasing The uh, Last of Us Part One uh, as we speak. Uh, it's going up pretty much throughout the month of September. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be on there as well as a bunch of other indie games and stuff coming out. Um, in terms of the review show, uh, my next thing might be Avatar because that's getting a re-release into theaters. So I might go see that in IMAX. Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that potentially on the channel in the future. Uh, but yeah, until then, thank you so much for watching. Uh, and yeah, Cole, Matt, thank you once more for joining thank me. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.